Sup, you stinky little raccoons. Welcome back to Teenage Tangents. Today we got Scream 3. Scream 3. But, to start it off, with Easter coming up this Sunday. What'd you say? Like you forgot what day it is. It's always Sunday. <laughs> Thought I'd throw in a little Easter joke. Oh, great. I've not heard this. What is a bunny rabbit's favorite type of music? Hip hop. Hippity hop. <laughs> My bad, you threw hippity on there. I really elevated it. I had to mix it up a little. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, scream three. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here's a little joke for you. What do I want to do after hearing my favorite Easter joke? <laughs> Jump off a bridge. <laughs> That's it. You got the screen now, three and my joke combo. <laughs> hop off a bridge. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay. Alright, you got Scream 3 from 2000. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, as usual, stars David Arquette, Nev Campbell, and Courtney Cox. Who are the additions? I don't know. He didn't write them down. There's Patrick Dempsey, who was uh, Mark Kincaid. Hmm. Yeah, that's the only one I know off the top of my head. Their real name, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So... How do you feel about the magic voice changer? It's horrible. It <laughs> it's is. It's so stupid. Well, the whole point of these movies is they're supposed to take place in the real world. Yeah. And technology like that doesn't exist today. Yeah. There's Especially no voice changer where you can just take someone's voice and immediately be able to talk into something and use their voice perfectly. Yeah. And if you look at that little device, there's only like four buttons on that thing. Yeah. So... And with the amount of voices that they use in this movie, there's not, like, this doesn't work. Wow. It makes no sense. And on top of that, one of the most important parts, not only can he steal anyone's voices, he uses a dead woman's voice. Yeah. You want to explain to me how he synthesized that? <laughs> I don't know. That's a dumb idea. It is very dumb. Yeah. All right. Started off from the the beginning of the movie. How do you feel about uh, Cotton Weary's catchphrase? Hundred percent cotton. cotton. He's not wrong. (laughs) How do you feel about? You mentioned this during the movie, because Cotton Weary is on the phone with Ghostface in his car, and Ghostface is in the room with his girlfriend. Go, yeah, well, I'm going to slice her up. How does she not hear Ghostface? He's talking out loud. Yeah, he's talking out loud while she's in the shower. He's in the bathroom with her. Yeah, looking at her. And she just doesn't hear a thing. And the part where he's on the phone, Cotton's on the phone with Ghostface, but he's still pretending to be that uh, girl. And he's like, Cotton goes, so who are you? And that girl immediately jumps to, oh, you naughty boy. Yeah. Like, how's that naughty? Yeah, just yeah. asked who you were. Sorry. <laughs> so if y'all haven't picked up, we don't like this movie. Mm-mm. We love the first one. Second one's okay. This one, it's not okay. It's what us film critics call absolute ass. <laughs> it's easily at the bottom of the list. Oh, yeah. Anyone who likes this movie... I don't know why I started talking to you. You don't exist. <laughs> I must say, I've genuinely never met somebody that likes this movie. Now we'll get DMs. Speaking of which, hate comments. we look at the polls we post. Y'all need better opinions. Yeah, some of those are little... Y'all clearly don't listen to us. <laughs> Still think The Shining's good. The shot. Oh my gosh. That movie's so slow and boring. I don't care how creative it was trying to be. You can't take seven hours to have one idea come together and call it a good movie. I know. And then end the movie with a furry. <laughs> <laughs> furry blowjob, thank you. Ew. 
It's just so gross. Cotton Weary hit a hard drift when going to save his girlfriend. All of that with one hand. Oh, yeah. Like, he was a NASCAR driver. <laughs> also, what the hell is his girlfriend talking about when she goes, I don't want to play your stab games? What do they I usually do? <laughs> That's their sex fetish. They're setish. They just stab each other. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Ain't nothing hotter than getting in a girl's holes and giving her new ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's my motto. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe stabbing and murdering people is hot to Cotton. The guy that went to prison for murder, even though he was innocent. Innocent. So what? He also got it rough because he died in a very brutal manner. He did. He got hit with a golf club straight that, to the side of his head. That should have knocked him out. Oh, yeah, period. for sure. Like, somehow he still was able to be like, oh, behind you. Not only did he get that, up. That probably would have killed me. Yeah. To be honest. If it didn't knock you out cold, you see blood pour out of his ear. For those who don't know, when you get hit in your ear like that and start bleeding, you can't stand. You stand up, you're going to fall back over. Yeah. When your equilibrium's out, you're gone. But now he gets right up and then gets fucked right up and then dies. Yeah. It don't make no sense. And then that woman just popped out of the closet. <laughs> yes, she, she did. <laughs> she launched out of that thing. That's yeah, so bad. I talked about this during the movie. Sydney's a uh, not telemarketer. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. She's like a mental health person on the phone. Yeah, she should have been a UFC fighter. <laughs> if I got attacked twice by killers, you best believe I'd be a trained professional. You would not be able to put your hands on me without just being crumpled up in a ball. <laughs> you get CM Punk to teach you? He's going to teach you everything. <laughs> What the fuck is he gonna teach me? <laughs> He'll teach you how to get beat up. <laughs> First of all, let's clever. All respect to CM Punk. He gets clowned on a lot, but I. It's very brave to just decide, hey, instead of doing this stage fight, I'm gonna go try real fighting. Yeah. And do it twice. I mean, sure, it didn't work out for him, but, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have done that. But anyway, I'm not gonna look to him <laughs> for self defense tips. <laughs> See, just think about it. if Ghostface came at Sydney with a knife and he, she just put him in like a Ronda Rousey arm bar. That would suck. It'd be great for her. It wouldn't be much of a movie. Just immediately broke his arm and took that mask off. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're at the point in my notes of probably the worst character in this movie. The fake Sydney? No. Corny Cox's haircut. No. <laughs> It's quite literally one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen in a movie. It's absolutely horrid. It's like a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, the bangs are there, but they're super short. Yeah, it's like the half bangs. It's in the middle of her forehead. Yeah, she couldn't commit to real bangs. She's got little quarter-inch bangs. Quarter-inch. And then the rest of it's slicked back like a mullet. It's disgusting. That's gross. <laughs> I don't know. I, I question every time I see this movie why they're like, oh, we like her hair like that. And I was like, let's film a whole movie <laughs> with her hair like that. I question every time I see this movie why they weren't like, hey, let's not make this. Yeah. <laughs> why hey, am this I watching good. this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how I felt about it the first time. Yeah. Why am I back here yeah, a fifth time? I've yet to watch it and be like, hey, this is underrated. Like, no, <laughs> this, this is awful. It still sucks. I don't know. They mentioned David Schwimmer again. Did they? Yeah, when the cast of the Stab movies talking on the little porch, she said something about David Schwimmer. I guess they recast him because the different guy's playing Dewey now. Because uh, they said in, uh, in Scream 2 that Dewey's played by David Schwimmer. Yeah. And we just got that other dude. Yeah. I'm jealous of his stash, even though it was fake. I sp Let me tell the viewers here. 
I specifically said, wow, he's got a predator mustache. <laughs> and Bentley replied, that's what I aspire to be. <laughs> so if it ever gets brought up in the news, local Bentley molest child, first of all, y'all should feel ashamed for letting Bentley get his hands on me. And secondly, <laughs> don't say you didn't have a warning. <laughs> but you can't tell me you wouldn't want a stash like that. Um... I, I'm one of the people that if I grew a mustache, I have to have something on my chin. Just the stash by itself has too bad of a reputation these days. Like add Randy's goatee to that to that mustache? The only way I could have a mustache without a beard is if it was one that like twists at the end. <laughs> Just be real long and curly. I could rock a Hitler stash, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. No. <laughs> one guy ruins it for everybody. Oh god! I think anyone's ever cut a Hitler stash into a triangle. Probably. Just just trying to have that look without being that guy. (laughs) Gotta create their own stash style. I want the like reverse. Like I want a stash on the sides of my lip, but nothing in the middle. (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) I seen something where it was like. The parts where the mustache and beard connect right here, you know, on the sides of your mouth. Someone cut it to where it was just that. Nothing on his lip, nothing on his chin. It was just the hairs on the side of his mouth. <laughs> like parentheses around his lips. Yes, exactly. <laughs> his mouth was an equation of hair. That's disgusting. <laughs> Why did he think that was a good idea? Why did they think Courtney Cox's haircut was a good idea? Life is full of mysteries. That's a fair point. (laughs) She's also back in highlighter green. Ew. Yeah. They do her character so bad in this movie. Or like in all the movies. Her hair is horrible in this one. Yeah. She does not address in any of the other five movies, or nope. in the five movies. Yeah. I don't know. We're not even going to get started on her face. The <laughs> last two. Yeah. For any of those who can't tell, she has plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And it's... Not great. It does not do any favors for her. She was hot before. I don't know why she got it. I thought she was wrinkly. <laughs> Speaking of wrinkly, the no. freaking Milbert or whatever his name was, the film guy. Milton. Milton. When he raises his eyebrows, there's at least 60 wrinkles on his forehead. There is. And even when he's not raising his eyebrows, there's still like 40. <laughs> 54. <laughs> yeah. Dewey is one petty penis, okay? Because as soon as he sees Gail, he's like, wow. Look who sucks. Yeah, you left me. Even though she was nice to him last movie. They, that bothers me throughout the entire uh, franchise. It, they have such a, like a teenage relationship. Yeah. It's like back and forth, back well, and Dewey's forth. a little slow. <laughs> Let's get married. Look at my book. Yeah. Let's get divorced. I hate Sydney. We love Sydney. He's like, first he gets mad because of her stupid book. And now in this one, he's just mad because she wasn't in Woodsboro. Yeah. It's like, I'm dating the girl playing you. I'm, I'm dating mad the at, fake you. I'm mad because you left Woodsboro, but I'm not in Woodsboro right now either. Mm-hmm. He has no reason for being there, by the way. I know he's like, they wanted someone who was actually there. Shut up, Dewey. <laughs> Nobody needs you. <laughs> yeah. That, it it bothers me so much. There's literally like a bunch of 13-year-olds. Yeah. And they're both 70. Poor Sydney. She just can't keep a date. She finally found the one, though, in yeah. this movie. Marcus McMaid. McMaid. He's like 37. She's 19. But they make yeah. it work. But... I was thinking about this earlier during the movie for those of you 
should we mention it now about Scream Five? About Mark? Sure. In Scream Five, Sydney says she's married to Mark, which is Officer Kincaid. Well, I was thinking. Her name is now Sydney Kincaid, and that sounds so gross. Or Mark Prescott. Yeah. It's so it's gross. It but she may have changed her last name now because she found out uh, Marine Prescott's a hoe nanny. That's not even a real name. That's true. Which we'll get into that, but I hate that. I hate how much of the first movie's retconned in this one. Mm. We have the the horrible Billy and Stu. Uh, I was the mastermind the whole time. It's like no, you weren't. Shut up. I refuse to believe it. I. My brain refuses to accept that he's the reason they did that. To me, yeah. I'm just in my mind, he's just a liar. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> in our minds, this movie is not actually yeah, here. Yeah, it didn't even happen. The only part that happened is she met Mark Kincaid. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because it was proven in the fifth one. So I have to be like, all right, that part happened. Yeah. Apparently, the guy that plays uh, Mark, Patrick Dempsey, yeah, he was hired, like, the day before they started shooting. Really? So, he had, like, literally one day to learn all of those lines that he has. Hmm. Which is kind of crazy when you yeah. think about it. Because he spoke a good bit. Yeah. Although, he didn't do good in the last scene. Where like, no. Sydney, <laughs> let's go watch a movie. <laughs> Look who's here. What kind of movie is it? You have to find out. You have to it's see a scary fun. movie. <laughs> I don't know. Want to scream? <laughs> <laughs> it's scream louder. Scream too. Electric screamaloo. Let's scream again and again and again. <laughs> I do like the conversation that the cop actor, the guy playing Dewey, has with actual Gail, where he's like, "You called me a drunk driver, you dumb yeah. bitch." <laughs> he just called her out for that. And he's like, "Maybe I should go check your car. See you no, know, see if no one's messed with your uh, brake lines." Uh. He threatens her. About time somebody did. Yeah. I don't know. Sydney's paced her out. <laughs> Two movies in a row. Gail finally got her her swing back. She punched the fake Gail. She did. But fake Gail rocked Dewey shit. Fake Gail like, hit him punch. so hard. She slugged him. God. Poor Dewey, man. <laughs> He's already limpy. She punched a cripple. About that, in this movie, his arm is back to normal. Yeah. Kind of. Well, it's because he got stabbed again. And his, but his limp is still there. Kind of. Not as bad as it was in the second movie. No. Though. But you can see it sometimes when he's walking. You can definitely see it when he was running. Yeah. Nobody can run in this movie. No, they all run. All the women... Flail their arms all weird. Yeah. And Ghostface is the goofiest looking <laughs> run I've ever seen. I do like that they brought back the dad, though. Sydney's yeah, dad. about time. Yeah. Poor man. Yeah, he was, like, kidnapped in the first movie. First then... his wife gets raped and murdered after having an affair on him. Yeah. And then he gets kidnapped and almost framed. And stayed in the closet for like two days straight. And then his daughter leaves and he hasn't talked to her in forever. Yeah. It's good to know that he's still around, like, around Sydney. And he wasn't like... I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, if you get murdered, oh well. Although I don't think we've seen him since, have we? Not since this one, though. I don't believe. Then again, it's been ages since I've watched Scream 4. Yeah. Last time we watched Scream 4, we then went to a Halloween store the next day, bought ghost face masks, and played airsoft in them. Yeah. We're cool kids, if y'all didn't notice. And that was like last year. <laughs> that was not last year. <laughs> right before senior trip. <laughs> no, no, no. That was when we hung out with people that shall to be mentioned. They're gay. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are, and we know you'll hear this one day. All our, we're going to give our fans your address. They're going to do a drive-by. Yeah. It'll be on my song on the Instagram story. Yeah. <laughs> on the Instagram story, there's going to be a poll. Guess this person's address, and yeah. we'll make sure that the right one has the right amount of votes. 
How do you feel about the mom delusions? I hated them. Man, you both. They're so stupid. They're so pointless. Like Her mom, that part of the story was over in the first one. She came to terms with that back yeah. then. Why are we treading it back over again? Yeah. Which... I don't know. It kind of doesn't make any sense, though. Because it's about Roman, who's like, I want to kill you because my mom <laughs> kicked me out yeah. because she had you. So why is... Why are, the, why are there mom delusions? Because Sydney needs an excuse to come back. <laughs> All those delusions know, led to the secret film room. We'll get there. <laughs> Stupid ass Scooby Doo door. <laughs> it's literally you pull the right book on the shelf and the door opens. Yeah. Don't even get me started on how many times Gail and fake Gail scream and run. They do that seven times in a row. Especially when fake Sydney was killed. Oh, my and God. she's laying at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> and they drag uh, her off the stairs. Yeah. And they look at each other and, and then scream. scream. Why would you scream? Why don't you just get out of there? It's supposed to be funny. It's not. <laughs> no, it isn't. Why don't you just get out of there and he never knew you were there? No. Supposedly. Apparently he can teleport. No, yes, he does that like 80 times. And we don't mean that like he might have. We mean he does. Yeah, like, it's physically impossible to do the things he was doing in this movie. Sydney opens the Scooby-Doo door and shuts it behind herself and then runs into a room, and he's already in the room. Yeah. Even though he was on the other side of a different door when she went in. Yeah. There's also the scene where she's in her fake bedroom, the film set bedroom, and she had just used one door to block the other door. And he, like, comes around a different corner. Yeah. Well, that, the bedroom door she just blocked off is shaking. Like, somebody is grabbing that door handle. Yeah. And then she's propped up against the window, and then Ghostface jumps out at that window. Like, how in the world does that even happen? When there's one killer. there's one killer. Who is by far the worst Ghostface ever, by the way. Absolutely. Anyway. Really? Oh, yeah. You think he's, he's worse than Jill? Easy. <laughs> yeah, at least Jill was a character in the movie. Yeah. Like you said, he only has like four or five he scenes in the movie. He has four or five scenes. Max. And his motivation is so stupid. We'll get back to it. But Candy complains about playing someone who's 21 when she's 35. That's a good thing. Yeah. That you can pull off 21 at that age. Whatever. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. She looks... She is so much hotter in this movie than she is now. <laughs> yeah. I think she I think she had the Courtney Cox syndrome and got some uh, plastic surgery done. Mixed with age. I uh, thought you wrong. just said mixed with age. And mixed I was like, that'll age. do it. <laughs> age really takes a toll on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jared. Um you know when they're at near the beginning of the movie, it was like right after Cotton was just killed. And they're on the fake on the film set, and whoever Kincaid's uh, partner is, they're walking. Like they're, they just walk past the group of the fake the actors for the original Scream movie, you know? Yeah. Or a Scream Two movie, and it's Stab Three. Stab Three, and they're walking past them, and he was like, they said something about Cotton, and. That officer was like, well, he's making a movie called Stab, and he, he was, was just stabbed. stabbed. Like, so wow, stupid. that was creative. Uh, I almost shit my pants left him. That's so dumb. And don't even get me started on that part where Candy's trying to defend herself and keeps pulling out prop weapons. I don't... What? Uh, yeah, you should, of all people should know that those are fake. You're on the set. Yeah. But what kind of humor are they trying to strike in this movie? Prop weapons, stupid lines, and... St- <sighs> At the end, where Dewey shoots him in the chest like 18 times. Yeah. Or when he throws the knife in the handle, his <laughs> it just bounces off his head. And Dewey makes a face like he just crapped his pants and then falls <laughs> down the stairs. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe our humor is just broken. No, the first two movies had some humor that was funny. Like the cafeteria scene. I don't know if that was a joke, but it was funny. <laughs> I think I love you. So what am I so afraid of? At least the bodyguard mentioned Tatum. I know. Dewey never does, but bodyguard did. Yeah. yeah I mean, they he, never say anything about that, ever. He mentions her, and Courtney Cox mentions her in the second one. And that's it. Yeah. She was a good character, dang it. Why does everyone neglect her? Who knows? There's a deleted scene in Scream 4 where uh, Dewey mentions her. They just deleted the scene. Mm, that's dumb. Because he's like... I think it was they find somebody crushed in a garage door. I think it's from the opening kill in Scream 4. My sister died like that. That's basically what he yeah. says. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh. I don't know. So do we want to talk about the part where they're in the house and the stupid fax machine is speaking? Yeah. That's really dumb. There's um, a part where they're all in the house and the fax machine is spitting out script lines and they're reading it. And they're like, oh, he's telling the story before it happens. Then they run outside and then not Dewey runs back inside and then they run outside and then he goes back and pulls out the line, can't reads it, opens a lighter and the entire house explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really stupid, because those aren't important to read. You just need to get out of that house, because you know leave. he's there. You and know he's, he's there. The guy that was like, I don't want to go outside, said, I don't want to go outside because he can pick us off one by one. You're in a group. Do you not know what one by one means? Then yeah. the... Ow, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hit myself way harder than I meant to. The, the planning it would take to be like, okay, I'm going to make one of them come back in the house and open their lighter that I know they'll have. And the entire house is going to be full of gas. Do you yeah. realize how elaborate that has to be? Especially since the door is open. Yeah. They're running in and out of the house. Do you realize how much gas he's got to pump in there? You think? Jesus, why'd you talk <laughs> super high there? You'd think they'd be able to smell that, too. Yeah, it's got a very uh, noticeable smell. Yeah, why? Then... As Ross Geller says, you know they put that in there. Uh, <laughs> Guess is actually odorless. Uh, I don't know, man. Makes me want to cry. How do you feel about Randy's sister? She's ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she looks like Randy. No. <laughs> Don't disrespect Randy like that. I'm glad they brought him back. Yeah. At least for a video. Rest in peace to Randy. It depresses me every single time. Makes me sad to know he had a little sister and that they clearly don't visit her because she keeps telling him to come back. <laughs> Good thing is you see her in Scream 5. Yeah, with two psychopathic kids. With Mandy. Or Mindy, Mandy. Mandy? <laughs> whatever, Mandy. whatever her name is. Mandy. <laughs> Should we tell them about our Hulk script or just leave that out? <laughs> yeah, you gotta mention it. I do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... I'll throw in some input. You're okay. in there. So, what's his name? Kincaid? That's the detective, right? His yeah. partner. Bentley described him as looking a little uh, not-so-up syndrome <laughs> And he also said he looked like Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Hulk. <laughs> so I said, what if the gamma radiation that turned him into the Hulk just made him autistic? So when he gets angry, he just turns green, but that's it. And he's the incredible retard. <laughs> I told him we need to make a movie on that. Yeah. I'll put a poll on the Instagram. <laughs> if you want us to do this movie, let us know. <laughs> is he super strong or is he just green? 
The best part, though, is those people that see the story but don't listen to the episode. They're going to be so what confused. What the fuck is the incredible retard? <laughs> see, this is why y'all want to make sure you listen deep into the episode. You get things like this. <laughs> The, the longer these episodes go on, and when he the says make that, he does not mean we're gonna film it. One of us is not gonna dress up like that. <laughs> we'll get our friend to do that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have to call him out by name. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all find this funny because it's killing us. <laughs> Oh, Bentley didn't say anything. Don't worry. <laughs> the real thing is, who would the villain be? Not, like, person. Don't call another person out. <laughs> but, like, character-wise, who would he fight? Because if he's just a green autistic man... Um... Does he just fight a regular man? <laughs> <laughs> Just the doctors. <laughs> he's actually a villain. <laughs> We're trying to help you. Oh no, he's turning green. <laughs> you gotta be down there. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. Well, can't wait for that to You don't want to see me when I'm down. <laughs> My sister. My syndrome's down, but my money's up, boy. <laughs> if our podcast ever catches on, we're canceled. Yeah. We're <laughs> this <scared>. is over. <laughs> See that, people. That's why, that's how you know we're authentic. Because we don't care about no cancellations. I was trying to think of an insult, but no good one came to me. Twitter can't get to us. We don't have Twitter. Yeah. And if... Us making jokes about a retarded man is too much for you. Well, then we're sorry. We'll see you later. Good thing he's not a real person. <laughs> that is true. We're making up. this up. And also, we know autistic people. So I don't know if that helps. I'm. There was an autistic kid that we went to school with that was amazing. The one that looked like a teacher. You know who I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> he was cool and every time I met him he was nice the, the only reason I'm saying this is to prove a point if we don't actually have anything against autistic people it's a joke Yeah, that's why we're making them the hero slash villain <laughs> we haven't decided yet anyway we're supposed to be talking about a movie Princess Leia's in this she is not in it long, but mm. rest in peace to her. Let me find the thingy. Yeah. Bianca Burnett. Oh, is that her, her character? On this movie. I saw, I read where Jamie Lee Curtis was was asked to play that role. Really? Yeah, she did not take it, as you can see. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know why. I like her anyway. I don't know why, but... She may have read the script. Probably. Which wouldn't have mattered too much. She's only the character was only in it for like three, five minutes. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis because her stupid opinions about the Me Too movement being incorporated in Halloween 2018. Yeah, I'm fine with the Me Too movement, but that had nothing to do with that movie. Yeah, it was not related in any way. And then. I don't even remember what she tried to acquaint Halloween Kills to. She's like, it's so ahead of the curve and so relevant about today. And it was about Michael Myers murdering people still. The only thing you could even acquaint is the mob mentality, which was handled so poorly. Evil dies tonight. It didn't. <laughs> Unless evil you consider Allison's movie. mom evil. <laughs> <laughs> Evil dies next movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the Marine Prescott uh, ghost scenes. Yeah. Does that not kind of give you like 
flashbacks of watching like Friday the 13th of like Pamela Voorhees. What do you mean? Is, is it not like kind of similar to you of Pamela Voorhees when she's talking to Jason? No, uh, well, you don't really see her like physically there though. You just kind of hear her voice and see like her Yeah, face. that's what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like how she's kind of there. Similar. Just similar. Yeah, come to so. mother. Yeah. Especially in what she's saying. I can see that. Yeah. Such a stupid addition. Because these movies are supposed to be somewhat realistic, and that's not realistic. No. I mean, neither is that stupid voice changer, so... That's why this movie's not canon. This movie sucks. It does. Booty hole. I don't like that... (laughs) Sydney carries pepper spray, even though we see that she owns a gun. Yeah. She had about three of them on her. Just... Carry the gun, not your pepper spray. The guy you're so used to fighting has a mask on, usually. Yeah. What are you planning, Sydney? You're not stupid. Also, Wannabe Sydney, the movie one. I hate her. She has all those <laughs> props when Sydney busts in on her. They didn't explain why she climbed on the toilet. No, she was just. She just stepped up onto the toilet. <laughs> she was just chilling. The dump got too powerful. <laughs> Her dump Even though the lid was down. <laughs> so, let me get this straight. She dumped it out, and it just became alive, and she was trying to trap it in there by closing it and stepping onto the toilet. Yeah. She better find someone heavier, because that woman is not holding anything down. That could be our next movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Monster's Dookie. <laughs> That's the villain! The Monster's Dookie. Crapped up by that woman. <laughs> so stupid. So I don't mind the idea of them being on a movie set, but it's kind of undermined by Scream Five now, because now they've redone Stu's house. Oh yeah, three separate times. It's like, because obviously Stu's house is the first movie, and now they redid it in this one, and then they redid it again in the fifth one. It's like, all right. Why do we keep coming back to this house? Yeah. Because at some point you gotta just... Like, how much of this is just capitalizing on the first movie? All of it. But I don't want both movies to be doing that, you know? Yeah. But I guess we didn't get much... Time in Stu's house in this movie. Yeah. As it was. But, like... The fifth movie was pretty much there... Which, to me, the fifth movie, they really didn't have to put it in that house. It could have been in any house. Yeah. It didn't really... I think they just did that so they could be, like, in the trailer. Look, they're back at the house. Like, you could have done that in any house. Yeah. Have that quick zoom-in shot of yeah, they uh, did, Sydney standing there. Yeah, the when we were in the theater watching Scream 5, they do the big reveal of it's Stu's house. And me and you knew it was his house so long before. Yeah. We recognized it almost immediately. Yeah. And that's not us being like, yeah, we're cool. I'm just saying, like, I'm pretty sure the average person is going to see that house and know what it is before you do your wide zoom out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, when I think it's Sydney having, like, mom hallucinations and she hears Billy and Stu yeah. bragging on her mom, just that was made me be like, man, I miss Billy and Stu. I miss when the killers were good. Yeah. That's kind of a random spot throw that in there yeah not as random as we won't get into it yet because it's not that movie i don't want to say too much oh yeah yeah i don't know it didn't really there was no need for them to throw that in there at all no i mean i get what she's doing i feel like that should be more emphasized than her mom being dead is the fact that you know people killed her mother and then made fun of her mother to her face. Yeah. Not that her mother used to be an actress. Yeah. Let's go talk to the guy that... To Hugh Hefner. (laughs) Harvey Weinstein. Are we gonna just ignore the fact that Gail 
checks Roman's pulse. When she finds him dead, she checks his pulse. Mm. So, one of two things is happening. Either he stopped his pulse somehow, or Gail's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Because he isn't dead. No. It also blows my mind how he got all that fake blood on him and... Crawled up in there so quick. And made it look like that actually stabbed him. Like the knife was in him. With that girl, with fake Gail standing at the top of the stairs, knowing any second she could walk right down there and see that. Yeah, but... Alright, so do you want to get into... Oh, before I, we start talking about why Roman sucks so unbelievably bad, I just want to talk about... I don't know what his name is. The black guy absolutely snapping his neck. When he's running and Roman pulls the carpet and he snaps his neck doing the scorpion. Yeah. And then gets up. Like, nah, he win. Like, that was a sick stunt, but I don't know how he got up after. No, I... I would have been dead right there. Oh yeah. No, there's, I'm not. I'm not getting up. <laughs> oh, we know you. He could cut you like he did Dewey, and you'd be out. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna ignore that. He cut Dewey's arm and punched him in the face like he was nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he socked Dewey. <laughs> That's twice the, the Dewey has just gotten absolutely rocked. Dewey takes a beating in every single screen. Everyone. The man can't catch a break. Uh, we say that. I don't uh, think... <laughs> no, we're right. Because I was going to say, I don't think he gets it that rough in Scream 4, but Jill beats the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of him with a bedpan. Oh, did you notice she was still wearing the the necklace of the letters yeah. that Derek D. Aver? Yeah. It's weird to think she's that attached. I mean, I get it's a big deal to her, but he wasn't a giant character. No. I guess it's just in memory. So far the only boyfriend that hadn't tried to kill her. Yeah. Well she's got Marcus now. Yeah. Luckily that's the last one. Well she's still wearing it in Scream Five. We just didn't notice. We just didn't notice. Maybe. We'll see. So let's talk about Roman. Like we said, he's barely in the movie. He's got the Mickey syndrome of not being noticeable before he's the killer. But unlike Mickey, he's not interesting when he is the killer. No, he sucks. He's literally Freddie Benson from iCarly. Like, to a T, but he's a killer. And his whole thing is, Mom loved you and not me. Therefore, I'm going to murder you. And I'm going to get someone else to murder Mom instead of me doing it. Yeah, I'm going to inspire Billy Loomis <laughs> yeah. to go kill I totally did that. And then, he's just so lame. There's nothing good about him. He's not scary. He's not entertaining. He's not shocking. He's not like, oh my god, how didn't I see that coming? He doesn't make it feel clever. Mm -mm. (laughs) And he's not believable. It's just weird and stupid. Yeah. He's just a weird... Director nerd, though. Yeah, I'm a director. He says that about 80 fucking times. Because <laughs> that's his only character trait. And I hate then, that stupid sentimental moment that they have. Where she holds his hand. Where she holds his hand. I was just about to say that. It makes no sense. You have no reason to be attached to him. I get it. He's your half brother. He just tried to murder you. You've never met this man. Y'all have no connection. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I miss you. <laughs> Don't even get me started on when he shoots her and then goes up to her and misses a headshot. <laughs> shoots her in the chest again. And Sydney could have killed him if she didn't say, I found your knife from halfway across the room. Just stab him. Lose something? Yeah. Found something. <laughs> got your knife and I'm coming at you. I got a gun. Hmm. Then Dewey breaks in seven minutes later. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind, never mind, never mind. What? I forgot. I was about to say, why, why couldn't they just find that one book that was still on the bookshelf? Can you just pull that? Yeah. And then I forgot uh, Roman had locked it with that thing, which I don't know if it unlocks or not. On I, don't side, know. But I know they tried because Dewey dumped half a shelf of books on Gale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Who knows? But I thought Kincaid came in before Dewey and Gale. He did. How did he get in? He picked a lock in some other door. Did they not see him come in? No, I think he was two different sides of the mm. two opposite ends. Because he comes in and then is like, where's he at? Gets absolutely flattened. And then Dewey comes in like seven minutes later. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, they had to have seen him because they find Kincaid on the floor. Dewey and Gale do because he gives them the gun. And Kincaid gets up and gets in there. So did he just get up and say, hey, I'm going to go around the house and get in. Y'all keep beating on this door. I don't know because, you know, Kincaid picks the lock yeah. with the thing that he found. Goes in, gets laid out, <clears throat> gets uh, sneak attacked, laid out, and then Dewey and Gale, they bust the door open. So it's obviously still a door that hadn't been opened. Yeah. But they were but on, the, on the same side same of the side, house. Unless there's just two doors over there. But if there are, they should have seen him pick the lock and be like, all right, we'll follow him. Yeah, who knows? That's the, I don't know why we're trying to make this movie make sense. <laughs> it's just, just not possible. No. Uh, did you notice the little, like, screen time that uh, Nev Campbell got in this movie? What do you mean? Like, compared to the first and second film, she was not in this movie as much. That's true, but she's still in it a good bit. Yeah. Well, I read that... Her contract only was allowing her to be on set for like 20 days. Hmm. That's what, because apparently she was filming for some movie called, or some other projects called, I'm probably going to butcher this name, Drowning Mona. That's hmm. what we're going to go with. And Party of Five. Moana. So apparently she was trying to do, she was doing those. Hmm. Yeah, 20 days on set. And they filmed this movie in, like, 12 weeks. Apparently, they rewrote the script, like, a bunch of times. Yeah. I heard the cast hated that. Yeah, that's why they included that line of Candy complaining about the rewrites. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, did you notice the the house where, obviously, at the end, where pretty much the majority of the kills in this movie happen? They kill off half the fake people. Yeah. Uh... That movie, that house is used in Halloween H2O. Really? Yeah. It's hmm. the, they use it as a school in that movie. Hmm. I know, I could recognize it by the hallway that fake Gail and Gail were walking in. Yeah. And then I looked it up and that was it. I was like, that's kind of wild. Real wild. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, Stab 3 has the movie set of <clears throat> Stu's house. Which they covered in Stab 1. Are they having a flashback or are they doing a Scream 5 before Scream 5 happened? I don't know. Because <clears throat> we never get to see, like, you know, the script of Stab yeah. 3. Which they also have Sydney's house built as well. Yeah. And they show a crime scene of Sydney's mom. Which would lead me to assume that in real life, Sydney's mom was murdered <clears throat> in Sydney's house. Yeah, because none of those scenes, nothing from Scream 2 happens from Sydney's house. So, majority, that Scream, Stab 3 has to be taking place about Scream 1. Yeah, because you see Stu's house and Sydney's and Yeah, in Sydney's room, because they're in college in the second yeah, movie. Yeah, they're all in a different town. Which I think it, they say that Marines killed in Sydney's house because she sees Cotton leaving. But oh, it's yeah. not actually Cotton, it's Billy in Cotton's jacket. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, anyway, what would you rate Scream 3? <clears throat> I like a. Three. That's what I was going to say, a three. If it wasn't related to Scream 1 and 2, <laughs> I would be entertained-ish. Yeah, this wasn't a part of the franchise. <laughs> but the fact that it's supposed to be... The, first of all, they call it like the end of a trilogy like a billion times when there's two movies after it, but that's not this movie's fault. But 
Yeah. The fact it's supposed to be like the conclusion to Scream 1 and Scream 2 makes it just seem so pathetic. Because don't get me wrong, we talked about Scream 2. It's not amazing, but it's leagues better than this. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and Scream 1 is obviously a billion times better than both of them. But... Yeah. At least Scream 2 seemed like it was trying to be a good sequel and succeeded to some degree, but Scream 3 sucks. And Scream 2, um, Scream 3 is horrible. Can you imagine if this was Scream 2? Like, it was the original and then a movie of this quality? The franchise would have died. Yeah, there wouldn't be a third, fourth, and the fifth movie mm. with a sixth on the way. Supposedly. Being released next year. We're going to go ahead and say right now on this podcast, if Stu is the killer in Scream 6... We're going to have a problem with it. Yeah, that's going to be really conflicting with everything that we've seen. You know, like a TV being dropped yeah, on his like, head. You know, like him dying. And him not, if even if he lived, he hasn't shown up for the past 30 to 40 years. Why would he come back now? Yeah. But he better be dead. He died. They've said that he's died, like, in every movie. Yeah. Anyway. Plus, if he wasn't dead... Sure, the people at the place would have known about it, like yeah. the cops when they found that place. Like somebody in the hospital would have known. Yeah. You don't just get up and walk out of a morgue. It's oh my gosh. Well, I don't know why we, that hasn't happened yet. So yeah. for all we know, hopefully we that could doesn't be happen. Wrong. Hopefully it's like Jen Ortega is the killer this time. <laughs> we'll see. But. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. It's been crazy. Sure. I'm just glad we got this movie out of the way. Me and you both. Do you think they enjoy it more or less when we dislike a movie? I'm not sure, honestly. This movie drained me. This isn't like the type of movie where I scream and yell and go, This is just a movie that upsets me at how Mm. bad it is. It's just a slow... This movie has no excuse for being this bad. (laughs) It's rough. At least Wes Craven directed Scream 4, so this wasn't his last project. That would have been... Oh, my God. That would have been very bad. It would be so depressing to know that he ended on this movie. Which, thankfully, he didn't. Which, you know, Scream 4 is not amazing, but it's better than this. (laughs) Way better than this. Yeah. Just wish they would have fixed the... As you say, the grease on the camera lens. (laughs) You think that would have been noticed? (laughs) Anyway, we'll see y'all next week with a new episode. We won't be putting anything new out because we got Easter. Yeah. I got a hippity hop off a bridge. Hippity hop off a bridge. Don't ever tell jokes again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny one. If you say so. Right. Peace out. And stay Easter. <laughs>